I'm not conceited. I'm convinced. And I'm Michael Hutchinson. And this is The Convinced Show. I don't know if we... I mean, we're 20 episodes in, so I don't know that we have enough of a fan base to get bored with our same two openings. If we need a new... We need to say something new and fresh at the opening. No, on TV, they always have the same openings. That's true, and you come to like them, although... When I watch a show repeatedly on Netflix um, or on DVD or whatever, like Duck Dynasty, uh, Sharp Dressed Man, that theme song, I started muting it because I couldn't, I'd, I'd hear it, you know, we'd watch five episodes, six episodes a night. So I'd hear the song like five or six times and it'd just be stuck in my head and I couldn't get it out. So even now, I, I mean, just watching one episode, I watched uh, the season finale of Duck Dynasty and as soon as the song came on, I muted it. Uh, so like there's watching things or listening to things repeatedly. So if someone's like going back and listening to like 10 of our shows in a row, are they just really annoyed every time? But ours isn't a song. Ours isn't that long. Are they annoyed by it? Did he say venti mocha? Does he have to say that every time? Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. Um, So I don't know. Anyhow, what's new, man? Uh, I'm recovering. Recovering from? Uh, This weekend. (laughs) We had an alumni fraternity, fraternity. There we go. Fantasy fraternity? Fantasy fraternity. No, a, a, a alumni fraternity event. And so. it was a it was a sausage party, right? Uh, well, as, as a fraternity, yes, that's right. usually, <laughs> usually how it goes. Yeah, I would. I, I, you know, I think I would have joined a sorority. Yeah, I don't well, only you can't unless you're like Tom Hanks. Uh, oh, what did he join a sorority? In no, the no, Camp? no. He, the the um. Bosom Bosom buddies. Buddies, yeah. Oh, I well, yeah. But Living in the, in the house of only women. Well, I, I mean, is that a, is that specific? Is that in like your bylaws that only men can join the fraternity? Yeah. So these are girls. What if uh, she has had an operation and is now a man? You have uh, to accept them, right? Yes, you do. So, and there there is actually a fraternity right now who is accepting one. Not on our campus, somewhere back. Oh, east. one of the one of the Phi Caps is accepting a. Uh, it's not a Phi Cap, no. I, oh, I don't remember. It's just, just a fraternity. Um, so, <sighs> actually, and they even gave money to help fund the surgery. So here's the thing, though. I, well, I, I mean, it, you're, it's gender discrimination if a fraternity doesn't take a girl or a sorority doesn't take a guy, and that's and, and illegal. I'm, it is, and, and I'm sure they probably could, but I don't. So know. I would join a sorority. I would just I would fight the gender discrimination if I was back in college and joined a sorority. I want to live in a sorority I mean, house. That's, that's the whole a bunch point. Of bitches, totally. That's the whole point of being in a fraternity is to meet bitches, as you call them. Uh, so why not just go straight to the source? Just skip everything and just go sleep with them every night. Seems like a much smarter way to do it. Uh, that is all your sisters, though. You don't sleep with your sisters. Uh, why not? I don't know. I just don't think. Well. What if you'd be sleeping with all your roommates? There'd be a lot of drama in that one. I'm sure there are gay fraternities and I'm sure that those guys, gay guys, let's have lesbians, but we'll just go with guys because they're more promiscuous uh, stereotypically. Um, I'm sure there are uh, gay fraternities where the gay guys sleep with the, their fraternity brothers. It's possible. Or you couldn't, uh, there could be a gay phi cap. Uh, who would be trying? I mean, there's a time and place for everything in college. So playing a little butt darts with another brother. Yeah, isn't that like a? Wouldn't that be a smorgasbord? I mean, if you are a, if you're a gay dude, you want to join a fraternity and then try and flip as many as possible. Well, that happens allegedly in sororities, right? Time and place. That's when you made out with a girl was in college and it was a sorority sister usually. Huh. There's a time and place for everything, and that's college. That's that's the common saying. 
Yes. And if you ever meet or talk to a girl who had a uh, an erotic adventure with another girl, that usually was in college, and it was with one of her sorority sisters. So the sorority sisters are making out with and or sleeping with their other sisters. I guess they could be. I didn't know they, so, they were doing it typically with their sisters. Well, they, who else are you going to make out? I mean, you're going to make out with your best, you know, bestie or something. I mean, girls share everything, right? I don't know. I've, Except I, I haven't had that experience. So I, don't I haven't know. either, but this is why I would join the sorority <laughs> instead of the fraternity. <laughs> so whatever. Anyway, you went to a sausage party. You went to a fraternity gathering of some sort. I don't know. What did you call it? An alumni. It was actually our founder's day. So I had all the alumni from two different schools, from SDSU and USD. So uh, well, I was there at the fraternity once, and there's a photo of you on the wall with like 20 other people. Yep. Yeah, 20, 30, I don't know, something like that. That's Founders Fathers, yeah, but uh, it's a national fraternity. It's been around for over 100 years. Yeah, but you just said two schools. Yeah, because we're, we're on two campuses down in San Diego. So is it the is it the, like the 20, 30 guys from that photo? You saw that came like, did they? No, come? not all of them came down. It's any well, alumni. It's, any, it's any alumni from any point. Like there was alumni from 1973 who went through. Uh, oh, alumni. USD. It's not founding fathers. It's no, just, alumni. just alumni. Oh, okay. All right. So did you see anybody who uh, was a founding father back then? Was one of your. Uh, one, one of the, the older guys? guys? Yeah. One of the guys. No, you know, I don't, they, they didn't discuss that. So I don't think any of them were the founding fathers on that chapter. Well, what do you mean? They didn't discuss it. You knew them. I mean, you like. No, well, the older guys who graduated in like 73, I didn't know them. They were from USD, not SDSU. Right, wait a minute. What year did you found the fraternity? Find the fraternity? Uh, 95. 95. There are 20 or so other brothers that you found the fraternity with in yes. 95. Yes. Were any of those 20 or so other brothers at this weekend event? Yes. Okay. So you saw some guys that you went to school with and yeah. were, okay, cool. Uh, I mean, that. That part must have been. I mean, meeting meeting an alumni from nineteen or from two thousand two means nothing to you. He was just some dude who went to the school and was in the fraternity. Yeah, he's, a, yes, he's an extended fraternity brother. But seeing some guys you went to college with is kind of cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was fun. All like I, I carpooled with my buddy Derek. Okay, down there. For, yeah, which is fun. I haven't talked to him in a while. So did you guys when when uh, the girls showed up? Were they college girls or were they? Uh, a, a female sorority alumni girls. Yeah, no, it was, it was just, uh, I mean, just girls, college age girls. What a great idea. That's a great idea for a movie. If you had to totally relive your college party days, if you had like a fraternity of guys in their forties, all alumni meet up at the school. And at the same time, there's a fraternity or a sorority of girls in their forties having their alumni. And then 40 year olds engage in the same, party antics. Let's <laughs> see been. what happens. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. You guys do a panty raid on the sorority uh, alumni sleeping in the, you know, there's like, it would have to be like someplace like Connecticut or somewhere like that, where you would imagine that there would be like a, a quaint sorority. Isn't like animal house or even uh revenge of the nerds. They're sort of uh, um, take place in like a, like a Connecticut or a Missouri or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't some Midwestern sort of any town, anywhere USA. Yeah. Cause you know, there's just too much shit to do in California that you don't buy that, you know, panty raids and sorority houses, fraternity houses really exist here, even though they do, but I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I'd, I'd probably so go somewhere Midwest, middle yeah. of nowhere type. That'd be a good small idea. town. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. 
the mind reels should work on that anyway uh so what else would happen oh just a lot of drinking there's so much drinking and i don't know i so I, it's like a regular weekend for you exactly yeah, right. some jaeger bombs i don't understand why everyone has to have jaeger bombs jaeger's not a great tasting alcohol and then you mix it with red bull which isn't a great tasting drink um yeah okay i mean <laughs> uh, alcohol in general i think tastes like crap oh there's some good alcohols i I really well, like the fireball. I was, I was enjoying the fireball. Uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, uh, the the whipped cream vodka and various sodas uh, taste good, but I mean, taste good in the realm of alcohol. Um, I wouldn't say like on a like I don't like I I drink wine. I don't like wine. I mean, I wouldn't. It's not my preferred drink. If I ask, if I go out, if I can drink anything, it's just going to be. Water, iced tea, or a soda. Like I don't, I don't, I don't. I myself don't have a taste for like. Bring me something that is going to burn my throat. Give me some Jack. Right. Yeah. I don't. Know. I don't know why. How people like that. It's the taste. Like if you enjoy the taste of that stuff, then if you're ever siphoning gas, is it not as bad for you as it is for me? <laughs> Maybe not. Hurts. We had the. We went to. Took a little Duffy boat out. One of my brothers. Yeah, yeah, little electric boats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has. He's he's on the yacht club down there. Cool. San Diego yacht club, and he has his you know twenty is, foot Duffy boat is his yacht. It's his, it's his own Duffy. <laughs> oh, okay, that's his. That okay. Yeah. That's his yacht. So we went and cruised, and we went to some uh, uh, restaurant there and had these mai tais, which pretty much come out clear. Very little. It was like drinking gasoline. As we were talking about gasoline, these things were so strong. What do you mean come out clear? You mean when you. You no, no, I'm or? talking about the the alcohol. My ties usually have a, a color to them. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, there wasn't uh, much. It was pretty much just all straight alcohol. All right. So we had to polish one of those off and get back in the boat. Okay. He didn't because he was driving. Right. That's against the law. It is. Uh, boating under the influence. Yes. So you drank a lot. You hate Jaeger bombs. I wouldn't say I hate them. I just don't understand why everyone has to do them. And, and everyone has to buy me one if I'm around. I don't understand. And that. I have to take them. I mean, it's just what I do. <laughs> You can offer me a drink, I guess. Okay. I don't understand why people drink beer. I mean, what, you know, why? Because beer is yummy. Yeah, but why do you want to consume something that's going to make you pee in five minutes? For the effects. And yummy. It's not yummy. You don't even like beer that much. That's why I drink Coors Light. There's not much taste to it. (laughs) That is true. It's just, Uh, it's water that goes in and comes out much quicker than water, which is weird about beer, too. Why is that? Like I drink 12 ounces of water. I don't have to pee five minutes later. I drink a 12 ounce beer and I got to fucking pee before I'm done drinking that seal. I don't know. And it's supposed to be mostly water, right? Anyway, I guess Uh, whether there's yeast in it, but yeah, we we had a good time. It It was, I found found some women have yeast infections and you drink yeast out of it. Why would you make bread out of yeast? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Go on. Uh, yeah. And anyway, uh, I learned a few more drinking games, which I thought were fun. And what are those? Uh, we played the old versions of like ping pong type stuff or, um, not ping pong, uh, beer pong. Um, anyway, one was baseball. So that was fun. That's when you saw the picture of that little girl, it's four, Uh, four guys and this girl who was on our team and, you know, we, we took a picture together and she's like up to our waists. Yeah. She's like four (laughs) feet tall. You posted it to Facebook. I did. Um, a little cutie. She was, was she a whore? I didn't ask. Oh, should I am? Hey, Did I, you you didn't I, exhibit any. She didn't exhibit any whore behavior that you saw. Oh well, no, I, I didn't see that. No, your son posted a photo of him wearing a, his shirt and another girl, and then they switched shirts. Uh, I, maybe you haven't seen that. I haven't. I've, it, there's two photos. One, he's wearing his shirt. She's wearing hers. And then the next photo is they. He's wearing her shirt. She's wearing his. 
my question is, is did they change shirts in front of each other? Oh, well, apparently I don't know. Cause, cause I, that's I, the photo I want to see. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, drink- that I don't know. Cause I, maybe I should look at Facebook and check it out. <laughs> drinking games. God knows what else shows up on there. Um, not that I did. It was just a lot of drinking from, I don't think God reads Facebook. I don't think he has an account. <laughs> Harold does though. Harold, Harold, Harold does Christ, yes, he does. Anyway, um, so drinking games. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they're just different versions. So they're fun group games. I'm not going to sit there explain them because they're they're boring. Here. Boring exactly. Uh, I miss uh, quarters and speed quarters. Well, one of the games we played was like that with balls and cups and it's the ping pong balls going in. It was like speed quarters. You bounce it into a cup. You bounce uh, it in and you have two of them. So you see now I'm explaining a game, but there's two of them. Okay. You can have as many people in as many cups you want in the table and the, the very center cup, you know, all the cups have alcohol on it, not a, like a shot of beer or whatever. And then the very middle one has it's full. So you don't want to be stuck with the cup. And as you pass the cup, because there's two balls and two cups going around all the time. Yes. If one ca- cup catches up to the second cup, then yes. they have to, yeah. Like then you have speed to drink. Yeah. So it was like that with ping pong balls. Really cool. And you keep stacking up the cups higher and higher. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. That's, that's fun. I don't, I've never played beer pong. I've watched you play it. Um, and other, you know, people play it. And I just kind of, I don't know. I think it just seems so dumb. You're standing there and you throw it across and like two or four people can play at a time. And, um, you're sitting around a table and playing speed quarters or quarters. It sounds just seems so much more fun. Yeah, you get exciting. more people involved. Yeah. You get more people involved and you're fucking it is. Beer moving, pong is. frantically people. moving as fast as you can. And you got thumb master and you got, uh, um, you know, don't say drink, drank or drunk the various rules that you make. I, I don't see any of that in, in beer pong. I don't really understand beer pong. I think is one of those games that just kind of sounded cool and has like taken on a life of its own just because of that. But I don't think it's really a fun game. It's really like a, the best drinking game. No, it's by far not the best drinking game, but it's a fun game because it's a drinking game. So it gets you drinking and talking and BSing. It's yeah. just, you know, if you're just sitting around the table, it's not as much fun. You throw some some red solo cups out there and some ping pong balls, and it's just more, it's just a better time. I like the idea, although it requires a lot more setup of battle shots. Battle shots is pretty cool. Yeah, that seemed like, which is like battleship, except shots are lined up in you. Yeah, but that, that would be rough. Yeah, well... <laughs> You don't necessarily have to do shots with full booze. Um, you know, you can make like a little shot concoction of something. Have some beers like beer pong. Yeah. But uh, when I was I, like, oh, you drank so much in beer pong. I'm like, no, you don't. You know, there's usually like two two full beers and there's two people. So a game of beer pong is a beer. I have I have seen uh, people play beer pong with really full cups. Though. And there are some people who do and that. They, yeah, but they're a lot drinking don't. a lot of beer. Um Back to uh, shots and the terrible taste of alcohol. Oh, you have uh, okay. Typically, like if I'm it, if I get drunk or if I'm looking to get drunk, uh, I would rather just do like three, four shots in a row and drink a soda. <laughs> get that buzz, get the kickstart, like, I'm good to go. And- right to hell with mixing like Captain and Coke. Just give me the shots of Captain. Let me get the gasoline down my throat, and then I'll have a Coke. <laughs> the rest of the night, I'll have the buzz, right? And I'll have a Coke. Pay now, and then like I don't understand the whole nursing thing. I would rather just get it over with. <laughs> I, I did, uh, you know, the college age versus us now. You know, you're talking about the bad taste, right? There's a kid at this party, and he's he has this a handle of some kind of vodka, a plastic handle of vodka, citrus type vodka. What's a plastic handle? What do you mean? It's a, a big. Handle? Uh, 1.75 liters. Oh, okay. They call the handle because it has a handle on it. The bottle. Oh, oh, the big, okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. So he, he has that, you know, he's like, oh, this stuff is so good. You got, you know, got to take some. And I'm like, dude, that isn't good. He's like, yeah, it's it. Bro, and you got to try it. You know, I'm like, 
when you're out of college, you're going <laughs> to learn that that shit ain't good. <laughs> but it was totally all about like, oh, it's so good. It's, it's better than the other stuff. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a plastic handle. Young, dumb, and full of cum. Mm-hmm. Of course, I did take the shot, and I was right. <laughs> <laughs> because once again, with alcohol, if you're like, hey, right. Michael, have a shot. Okay, All right, let's sure. do it. Yeah, yeah, we went to the bar that after that party, and, and, and playing the drinking games ended up at a bar, and you know, there's more Jaeger bombs. I don't even know who was buying them for me. I'm just sitting at the bar, and suddenly you know, the guy's like, sets up 10 shots, and okay. That, that, was, that was my life. Of course, uh, Jaeger tastes like black licorice, and I have no idea why anybody would consider black licorice a candy. I don't either, and I don't. Think and I, I don't like black licorice. I'll eat it. I don't. Ugh. I don't. And for the most part, it's something that is our parents' generation. I guess because they were limited on candy, there was you know only so much. And someone got this idea of like, let's put sugar in black rubber and tell kids it's candy. <laughs> Chew on it for a while. Yeah, it's fucking so terrible. Um, but I don't really meet many people that are our age or younger that are just like, oh yeah, let's get black licorice. You don't even fucking see it at stores. Or you see yeah. red licorice. Black is still out there. You don't go to a movie and see black licorice you for sale. Know, that's right. Red licorice. So I think it's on its. It's probably going to go by way of the Twinkie and the Ding Dong and all of that. The twi- Twinkie is coming back. Somebody bought them. Somebody did buy them, and they've been saying that it was coming back for a while. But here's the thing. We have now lived probably a good six or so months without the Twinkie and Ding Dong, and the world didn't come to an end. I'm guessing we really didn't need those. <laughs> they weren't as right. important to our life as we might have thought they were. They're not. They were going downhill anyways. Otherwise, we wouldn't. You know, the, the, the person who spent parents th- weren't buying them because kids are fat, and it's because of the Twinkies. The person who spent a thousand dollars for a Twinkie on eBay really feels like an idiot <laughs> right, right now. Jesus, I guess it wasn't so important. <laughs> what happened if you were like one of those morons who ate a Twinkie a day? Like we hear people eat a Big Mac a day or Jared at Subway and then Twinkies were gone. And now do you just, did you just die? With withdrawals? Yeah. I don't know. Do you go to the generic ones? Cause there's yeah, still generic you, ones out there. Who had, yeah. who, who has with, how do you, who has sugar withdrawals? I guess diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so what else? So yeah, so it was funny. And one of, one of the Turney brothers was, was like a uh, goose in Top Gun. So he was sharing stories about being on the, he's one of the ones who graduated in 73, 74, something like that. So he's talking, you know, flying his F-14 Hornet. Oh, and okay. He's a navigator in a, in, a, in, a, in a fighter plane. Okay. So there's some pretty good stories there, you know, showing us pictures and, you know, trying to land and on the aircraft carriers and missing the, the line several times, hoping you make it because there's nowhere else to go. If you miss the line, then you just take off again. Yeah, but... He's he's like you know there's one time we missed it four times we had no more if we had fuel enough this one last buy it pass oh, wow. and if we didn't make it they ended up making it the very last drive mm. but because <laughs> what do you do it's not like you're close to land well fuck it I, I I missed it so I'm just gonna go over and and land on this piece of land over here I don't even, how do you miss the line I mean hmm, I don't know I don't know much yeah. about flying no I don't know well but... you could miss it I don't know he they didn't mention much about the wind or anything like that he was just talking about missing the line but you know imagine if there's a crosswind or something like that blowing your little plane around it's possible to yeah to I saw it. I saw in like destroyed in seconds uh plane trying to land on an aircraft carrier and uh a, the wind just as it was coming down on an aircraft carrier the the a gust came by and pushed it down just enough that it actually ran into the back of the aircraft carrier the cockpit like uh, it's kind of the degree, the angle that it's on. It's the wings, sort of the wings and body smash in, and the cockpit then went uh, flipping and sliding all over the deck, 
and the guy was actually he lived he wow. was he was in the cockpit and rolled and rolled and um his part was on the deck so he was alive <laughs> but just smashed into the like rear end of this the ejector seat go on after it finally landed you know he didn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> he didn't eject them <laughs> off to the ocean he goes throws like, them off the yeah, side if i can chuck them off the boat <laughs> ah, another idea for me <laughs> hmm. um so that's pretty cool, and that's kind of scary um, to not have enough fuel. Well, I guess you would eject then on that final one. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. a million-dollar plane or, yeah. well, let's say more than a million-dollar plane, but yeah, yeah. Oh, there it goes into the water. I'm, I'm just going to play it. Wasn't it? Huh? Although F-14s, F-16s are kind of old now, I would imagine. Well, because this was in the 70s. So. This was in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, so he was telling really old stories. Yeah. I don't know if people remember that shit. Because <laughs> yeah, he lived it, I think. That's why. Yeah, there's things I don't know. You know, Derek, you know, he's talking about, yeah, you, you know, I remember your dog, Bear. I'm yeah. like, you remember Bear? Because he came over to my house when I was, yeah, I don't remember. But he's over there often enough to remember Bear and, and him attacking him every time he came over. Well, okay. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> it was a life or death situation. <laughs> Speaking of Bear, I killed Spanky. Yes, I heard about that. Yeah, so our, whatever, I guess it's two podcasts ago we talked about that, which was actually recorded uh, two weeks ago, yeah. two, two Sundays, Sundays ago. Um, I was talking about that I was trying to kill Spanky, and then we talked about you killing your dog. Deanna had taken Spanky to uh, the vet, and the vet looked him over and said, you know, the dog is perfectly healthy and fine, and, you know, we shouldn't be thinking about, you know, her end of life. And all yeah, that I remember you talking about yeah. that on the last one. Yeah. So I was like, fine, whatever. I left it in Deanna's hands. I'm like, you know, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? So I guess, like, well, about a week after that, she texted, I was at work and she texted me and she says, I think you're right. I think it's time. Spanky that night had, uh, torn her other cruciate. So she had her, her right rear leg was fucked up and her front left leg was fucked up. And then she tore her, uh, left rear cruciate. So now she was just like, she had one good leg. And a dog with one good leg is, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's time. So she was hobbling around, and and Deanna was having to. She couldn't get up, so Deanna was having to pick her up. And I had said in the last pod, in that podcast that we talked about it, that I thought it was time for the dog, but it was going to take the, you know the dog to break something else and mm-hmm. make the decision for us. Um, and I knew, I knew it was time. And but you know, hey, the dog finally realized that. Uh, uh, as much as I wanted to kill her, and the dog was probably rooting for it every time he looked at me. Because I look at Spanky, <laughs> and we'd look at each other, and I could see in her eyes, she's just like, I'm done. Exactly. Come on, Con- do it already. Convince the female. <laughs> convince her to fucking kill me. I know there's a way. So then when Spanky figured out, oh, shit, I got to break something else for her. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do? What can I do? Um, and uh, so then. Hey, canine, come over here. <laughs> yeah, come over. Fucking run into me. I got to die. <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, it was really hard for Deanna. I was okay with it because uh, I, you know, mentally decided a long time ago that the dog, you know, was done. Like I said, I think you make a list of five things that the dog likes to do, and as soon as it can't do three of them, then it's time. And the dog couldn't do any of them aside from eat, sleep, and shit. Got excited when you gave him a treat, but whatever. Got excited for ten minutes, ten <laughs> seconds before you and gave and her, her food. Yeah, and that was it. That isn't exactly the. You know, the way afterwards, Deanna had uh, posted a thing to Facebook, uh, how to know when to put your dog down and uh, written by a veterinarian. And the five things that I just mentioned, that was one of the things on the list. But another thing that I talked about, which I thought was interesting, was dogs live in the moment. They don't think about the past. They don't they're not like us. They don't, you know, sit and ponder their fond memories. Uh, When you leave 
for the day, they're sad. When you come home, they're happy. You know, they're, you know, they're, they live in the moment. And when you look at the dog and the dog, you know, I mean, if the moment is not great for the dog, the dog's not happy. I mean, it's time. That's when it's time. And that's what I saw months ago is just this dog who may be physically healthy, but hobbling around. Mm -hmm. It's like someone with Alzheimer's. Uh, Deanna's grandmother was healthy as a horse, but had Alzheimer's. And it was, it was, it was a sad situation because I mean, she had Alzheimer's really bad, but as far as health goes, she was fine. And she lived for several years with Alzheimer's. And it's just like, what is that? That's not life. No. That's I like, she doesn't remember. So maybe, she, maybe it is. To her, well, to her. <laughs> Every day is different. She doesn't remember, you know, five minutes ago. So, you know, it's, she has no idea, but it's just ridiculous. So that whole like living in the moment thing, Spanky's life wasn't worth it. We had her put down here and uh, one of Deanna's friends who's a vet came over to do it. Um, and I was okay. I, I, I was, I'd been working nights. So, uh, Deanna was up that day at like, you know, nine in the morning. I didn't get up to like two. Um, so she spent most of the day with, you know, the dog and watching TV and petting the dog. I got up at two and saw the dog. We killed her at four. Um, and when the vet showed up, I was, I, the, we heard the doorbell. I went to go meet the vet and on the way, as I was walking out to meet her at her car, I'm, all these things are going in through my head. I'm thinking, um, you know, uh, the grim reaper has arrived, dead man walk, all these sarcastic things that I could sort of say to the vet to, you know, mm-hmm. jokes just going through my head, um, to say to her when she arrived and she got out of the car and she says, uh, she'd open it, popped open her trunk. She says, I'll take Spanky to the crematorium. So you guys don't have to. And in that moment, I just choked up <laughs> and I was like, uh, it's like all of a sudden, yes. It's and like, now it's like my phone call to the vet, I'm right. doing okay until, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, this is the dead man walking moment. And I now could barely just kind of say, yeah, well, okay. And I'm, I'm like fucking holding it in. And, uh, as her and I are then walking into the house, we went to the theater. That's where Spanky was on the pillow in the theater. And after, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, you know, she she pulled an Abraham Lincoln on her. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We killed her in the theater. That's true. Um, you know, after 10 or 15 minutes or so of, uh, uh, the vet prepping the stuff and, uh, you know, then just talking to us and, you know, I guess, I don't know, getting a feel for whatever the overall, just settling in. Um, she said, uh, so whenever you guys are ready and I was like, uh, there's, I don't, there's no reason to wait. And I'm looking at Deanna and she's like, yeah, I'm ready. So then, uh, she gave her, uh, just stuck spanky in the hindquarters with a, a sedative to not to kill her, but you know, to relax her and put her to sleep. And as she stuck the needle in, spanky got pissed and turned around and, you know, yeah, her mouth curled up and was fucking mad at Astrid and went to Yelp. And, you know, uh, Deanna got, sort of bit by, you know, in, in the middle of it is, you know, she's pulling Spanky back. Uh, and, and then after the needle came out, Spanky was just looking at, you know, the vet, just looking at the vet down, like, I fucking hate you. And, um, and it was weird. These are my last moments. Yes. Yeah. And in that, and in that moment, you're just like, fuck, maybe we're making the wrong decision. Cause now all of a sudden this dog just exhibited all this fight. Yeah. I got Spryness. What the yeah. that come from? Dog's like, I don't want to die. What the fuck? You know, get that shit away from me. Um, but then it also comes down to, you know, like the five things and living in the moment. See, um, I'm so glad like Tinkle didn't do that. Like Tinkle was just, 
she laid there and she was just done. There was nothing. That, well, they took Tinkle in the back and they put it they in a did, catheter. But, but, so yeah, you don't know how her, she reacted. That's I, the but I, but going I, in. But I don't imagine that it was hard because she just had no energy. Like she couldn't, you know, when I drew, when I put her in there, mm-hmm. like she could hardly lift her head. Oh, so yeah. I just don't imagine her. She's probably like, oh, thank God. Yeah, Spanky couldn't physically get up, but she still had energy. If when Deanna got her up, then she would hobble, and she was able to, you know, go in the back and go to the bathroom and whatever. Um, so it, it was just an issue that she, I mean, she couldn't get up on her own, which meant that if we both were gone and at work, you know, she's just gonna shit and on herself, live in her mm-hmm. own feces, and that isn't right. Uh, but anyway, again, living in the moment. I mean, I don't care. The Alzheimer's patient, it doesn't matter how physically healthy you are. If you're just, uh, if you're just not there, you know, life isn't, you're yeah, not enjoying. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you're unable to enjoy life anymore. Then why? Anyhow, uh, uh, you, so you sort of second question it in that moment. But like I said, she's, she was ready. And then she went to, she's, all of a sudden, I shouldn't say all of a sudden, within a few minutes, she was snoring. She was asleep, uh, which apparently is the point of the sedative. And that's what it does. Dogs now. Well, I, you know, because the vet is like, it'll, you know, it'll relax her and calm her down. Well, I don't know, I, I don't know what that means. Put you to sleep. <laughs> or actually put you to sleep. So the dog is then snoring and, you know, Deanna petted her, patted her, petted her, whatever. And then the vet uh, put in the ketamine. And then that was it. Spanky was done. And during those moments, like when the ketamine needle comes out, oh, that was it. I was fucking, now I was just in tears. Now I'm just like, just broken. And I was this way for our cat, big guy. I was this way for mischief. There's that, like I'm watching death happen in front of me. Mm. That needle contains death and it's coming. And in any moment right now, I can still stop this. Like you can put a stop to doing the right thing. Am I doing the right thing? I don't know if it's necessarily, am I doing the right thing, but it's certainly like death is happening in front of me. Mm -hmm. I can stop death and this is wrong. Death should take its own course. Uh, I was in the room with Deanna's grandfather when uh, he passed away. And I mean, literally we were, we knew that the time was going to come. He was taken off of the machines. He was off for several hours. We were in the room hanging out, uh, his watching his machine, you know, beep. And we were there for the exact final moments. Um, and I mean, I wasn't, uh, I certainly didn't have a connection with her grandfather like she did, but I also didn't feel like, I don't know this like I do with the needle coming out Mm. because like he's just dying naturally and you know, now he's dead and okay, it's done. But there's something about that needle. I I guess it's the panic of, you know, if someone pulled out a gun and was going to shoot somebody, you know, in those, in those exact moments right there where you're just like, Oh shit, Oh shit, it's going to happen. Um, so yeah, I was I was broke down. I was complete mess, crying and sobbing, and Deanna's crying and sobbing. And then she injected her, it injected Spanky, and then Spanky was gone, and that was it. I wiped the tears, and then I was totally fine. I was, and I haven't shed a tear. I've thought about her. I've looked at pictures of her. Deanna, oh, just mention the name. No, Deanna's better now. It's been, I guess, I think it's two weeks today. Yeah, it's two weeks today. We didn't. Maybe it's one week. One today. week. I think it was one week. One it was week. Tinkle, I think, was two weeks ago. Tinkle yeah. was two weeks ago. So it's, yeah, she went six days after Tinkle. Yeah. It was a Friday. Yeah. 
or six days after Tinkle, so it's one week, like two days ago. Yeah, the first few days, I mean, Deanna was just, oh my god, I, I was just like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I mean, her the way she was crying, it was just uncontrollable sobbing would come out of nowhere. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, and I, she's sad about the dog, but I'm like, this is a bit much. I mean, it was time for the dog. It's not like it didn't come unexpectedly. Like, it's hard though. I mean, it's, I don't. I think it's. It I is, think it was harder afterwards. You know, the couple days afterwards, I think it was harder because Tinkle wasn't there. You know, her tail slapping the. the, the when uh, that's and that was Deanna when she went to go feed the dogs in the morning or feed them in the evening and medicate them. She was now only medicating and feeding one dog. Mm-hmm. So I guess I didn't. I didn't have any sort of regular relationship with them other than. Uh, Spanky more so than canine. When I would go into the office and sit down to work, Spanky would come in and lie down with me. She was always the dog that was near me or always near us. Um, so, but even then, I mean, when she wasn't there and I, there was a conscious moment where I was in the office and I, I had looked over to where Spanky would normally be. And I wasn't like breaking down because I knew that it was better, that it was, that it was better for her to not be here. Yeah. Um, and that's always been, I guess the thing that comforts me and I don't, and so people cry and cry and I'm like, it's, I think it's totally different if you lose someone, uh, or something for no reason at all. Like they're just plucked out of your life and then it's, you know, and it's a terrible shame or even, you know, someone at our age who were to get, you know, cancer and die right Mm -hmm. now you would just be like, I mean, you would just feel a tremendous loss. But, I mean, someone, I'll be sad when my parents pass. And there's, there's Indiana's parents, and there's still plenty of years for that left. Um, but, you know, they're older, and you're sort of just like, it's time, and, and you're prepared. They live their life. Yeah, you know, you're comfortable in all of those decisions or all of those things. So I, I don't know, Deanna would cry, just cry massively i'm like you're fucking crazy you're just carrie did one day in the morning she says tinkle wasn't there you know monday morning she's getting up and you know she usually sees tinkle in the morning and it was hard i thought it was the only time we haven't cried since then you also have like 20 other dogs so i don't i don't know how you even (laughs) miss tinkle Um, she was the alpha dog oh they still like the shadows i believe like i'll Oh, jump over things, corner, right? yeah, because oh. you know, she'd always be laying on the floor, and I'd have to you know, walk over or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, who, which of your dogs has taken on the alpha role now? Actually, there really hasn't been one. Like no one's. I thought there'd be something, but no one so far. Canine watched uh, Spanky go down. He observed the entire thing, uh, and that was sort of interesting. Did you like, go up and smell him afterwards? Um, no, uh, not really. Um. It was like you say, it was in the theater and like canine doesn't understand that Spanky was put to sleep. Doesn't understand that there's a drug and that, you know, we killed the dog. Doesn't understand that at all. But I think canine, well, I know, you know, the dog is obviously aware that Spanky ain't doing well, that Mm. the the things aren't good. And, you know, that both of us are, you know, next to her and petting her and that the vet shows or what doesn't even know who the vet is. Just it's another person that shows up. Um, so canine was around Spanky. And then when the vet showed up, canine had uh, backed up a, a ways and was watching from a distance. And I was trying to wave him over and he just, he wanted nothing like, <laughs> to do that. And I, it's like, I don't, I don't know. know how many needles she's got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I uh, hear you talk about shit to and, me too, man. I'm, <laughs> then there was a point that, uh, canine went 
around Deanna and then watch the whole thing from behind Deanna. Uh, and he's been fine. He hasn't, there's, hasn't been a single moment where like, I think he's looking around and saying, you know, where is she or what happened to her? See Lily, I think at home, I think she sometimes the first few days, I think she was kind of looking, waiting by the door. Well, yeah, cause, but I think they still knew that you also she wasn't well took the dog out of the house. Yeah. So like, um, People, if you are able, which most people aren't, if you're able to put your dog down at home in front of the other dogs, uh, the as soon as your other dog sees a you know a dead, lifeless body, that's it. They move on. And like yeah. I say, they, they don't live in the past. They're not just like they don't sit there and grieve. They're like, oh, okay, it doesn't <laughs> it. it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> there's nothing there. Mm, moving on. Uh, yep. Now it's food. (laughs) Do I get a treat for this? My spouse just turned into food. (laughs) Can we eat it? Mm. Um, So, yeah. So, you know, you saw the whole thing in there. But when you take a dog out of the house and then it just never comes back, the other dogs are just like, what happened? I don't want to go on walks anymore. Right. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Every time we take a canine out of the house or we leave the house, we take them either on a walk or we go to Big Bear or we go, you know, to the forest nearby and, and go over there. So every time canine sees us leave the house, that's his only point of reference. He's assuming they've gone to Big Bear. They've gone to the place with the snow or they're going for a walk. Like he doesn't know that we go to work. He has no idea. He's just like, what the fuck? They leave and I, they come home. And that's probably what he's really sad about. He's just like, not that we're leaving, but you've got, you're going to the cool place. <laughs> they left me again. <laughs> they went to the cool place without me. Um, so yeah, they see uh, Tinkle leave and then Tinkle never come back. And they're just like, what the hell happened? Yeah. Like what? What, you know, I mean, they knew she was sick. I mean, it was obvious, right? Because they'd leave her alone. You know, they weren't wouldn't steal a treat from her. You know, tinkle. You know, set the treat next to her and trying to get her to eat so anything. But right. the other dogs weren't weren't going after it. Right. That's the other thing too. Is like, yeah, they. I think they once the dog gets sick, they start to stay away from them because yeah. they're like, we don't want to get infected by exactly. whatever that, that one has. Something's not smelling right. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> that one's now fucked up. <clears throat> that one needs to be repaired or yes. replaced. Um. Yeah, anyhow, so now the ashes are here. That's already been – have you gotten Tingle's ashes back? Uh, we haven't. I don't know if uh, if Carrie sent in the thing because it, it's hard, the money thing and – not the money, but, the you know, it's like the final – I don't know. Well, I, I, I don't know if she sent the check in or not. Uh, so what, where's, what do you mean? You, we had to pay – you have to pay beforehand. They like the money up front before they burn the dog because then most people aren't going to come back after. They they took the dog away and uh, we got a bill mailed to us um, several days later for the cremation. For the cremation, because you, I mean, that day it will just like I was just explaining that day they had you pay before they gave her the the, before they put her down. Well, they they (laughs) asked after you put them down. Why would you want to pay? Yeah, but they they did ask about that. We're like, yeah, let's just do it beforehand. (laughs) Okay, but. Uh, yeah, the, um, I imagine the bill has gone out, uh, and I don't know how long it takes before we get the get her back. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. The the dog. Well, uh, Deanna, I don't. Uh, how much are they charging you? Any idea? One hundred eighty. Yeah, we got it done for eighty because uh, professional courtesy or whatever to Deanna. So <sighs> I should have known. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, but the dog went out like Friday, and I, I think I don't know. I think we got her like the following Wednesday. Um, so there's a little coffin now next to Beck and Pepper filled with ashes. 
You got a coffin? Yeah, it's like a little uh, wooden box. Well, bear wasn't. What did, what did they just give you bear in a bag? <laughs> yeah, it's like a paint. well when you when you it's open like, the coffin like, there's a bag in there it's a it's a paint can like a paint container silver paint container and then put it into a it's actually a pretty nice little velvet uh case thing that it's in oh it's up on my mantle it's a, and it has a little quote from rainbow bridge oh that's kind of so you got more of an urn yeah um no for beck pepper and uh spanky we have uh they're like little wooden cedar boxes maybe like 12 inches long, uh, 12 inches, eight inches long by three inches by three inches or something lid that flips open and has their name on a brass plaque engraved on the top. That's cool. And then there's a bag in it with, you know, the ashes. And of course, I don't know if they're my animals. Ashes or <laughs> who knows? Just some it leftover. Could have been some guy. Yeah. Who knows what it is? That could be Jimmy Hoffman. Uh-huh. That's spread his body about. <laughs> just put it in. That's not a bad idea. Now, mm-hmm. another idea for a movie, kill someone and just, spread it with the animal ashes and it ends up all over town. Um, he would have wanted that. Uh, who Hoffa? No, anybody, anybody, Just anybody. He, he would have wanted, wanted to be spread around that. town. Um, yeah. So cool. So that's that my, I finally succeeded at killing my dog. So all right. Well, going. congratulations. Thank on you. That. Yeah. So at the moment we have our in-laws dog. They are on a uh, 30 day cruise. Uh, so we've got their dog. What's dog? Wally. <laughs> So we have Wally for the next month, and uh, then after that, we'll probably get another companion for canine. Started looking, of course, the the websites and the pound and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, I mean, you go through the pictures, and they're all just a bunch of sad images of you know, take me home, <laughs> take save me. me. Uh, I'm about to die. Was Etheridge singing in the background in your head? I never watch that commercial <laughs> ever. Fucking as soon as I, if I'm flipping cable stand, stations and I see a picture of an animal, a dog or a cat, if I flip really quick, yeah, uh, a commercial puts you make you cry immediately. Mm-hmm. The kid one don't really care about the kid up there. Oh, I can starving, watch kids, blah yeah. blah. Wow. <laughs> I can watch starving kids all day. Yep. Because I'm just like with the starving kids, I'm like, well, you know, you you were born in that region. I mean, that's just that's it sucks to be you. When we were in Costa Rica, there was a lot of stray dogs about. I wasn't like sad or like, oh my god, we got to stop and feed them. I'm like, mm, you know, they were born in Costa Rica. It's that's their life. <laughs> that's what they do. That's, that's their future. Uh, it's just really sad here because um, all of the dogs and cats that you see in those movies or in those videos, those commercials, and then you go to the pound. Uh, they're there because, you know, Americans are fucking stupid because, you know, some moron thought it would be a great idea to, you know, get a pit bull in a one bedroom apartment mm-hmm. or, you know, that these three chihuahuas would just be the greatest designer dogs. And, you know, or st- <laughs> I, I can mean, take it everywhere with me. Yeah, they do all sorts of stupid shit. So we're looking at a small dog. That's more than likely what we'll get. Uh, something uh, I've restricted it to female and uh, we're looking about two years old. Um, that's sort of our target requirement, but um, that's good. That's what Lily was. She was about two. Yeah. Um, out of the puppy stage. Yeah, exactly. Like no longer. And usually still the trainable. dogs people don't want cause they're already old. I want a puppy. Yeah. I want a puppy. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what comes about. We don't want an old dog. Um, that'd be too hard. Yeah. I don't want another older dog that I'm much as I'd like to rescue an older dog, yeah. you know, show it love for its last four or five years. Yeah. Then you lose uh, it. And then, yeah, yeah. I, I think it'd just be too hard. Yeah. So, which sucks for the dog. Totally. <laughs> totally sucks for that. Especially because if they've made it like if they're seven, eight years old, then they lived in some sort of family for seven, eight years might've been a, uh, you know, an old person's dog or something. Mm-hmm. So, and there's just no place for them anymore. So it becomes a really, 
sad, fucked up situation. But hey, I can't save the entire world. I can only save some One of dog it. at a time. Exactly. I can you know I can only do so much. And it, in Deanna, when we when it comes time to go into the pound, it's going to be me who's going to go. She's not going at all because she's going to take everything. Yeah, and she knows <laughs> that. that one. And, and she so she's resigned herself that she's not. Well, she's not going. This isn't. She this isn't going to be her task. Because um, she looked like within days she was looking at. Uh, Twenty four hours later, we were walking canine. That was the nice thing. Is part of my complaint about Spanky is I was like she's ruining his life. Um, they and, yeah, you remember talking about that. Yeah, yeah, they if you separated them, they would cry. They did not like being separated. So. That's where I thought, well, after she was put to sleep, maybe he would wander around looking for her, and he's perfectly fine. But if you took him out and she knew he was out, she would cry or vice versa. They did not like being – they were buddies. They've been together for a long time. Um, but it, the we put Spanky to sleep. It was like 4 o'clock. At about 5 o'clock, we took K-9 for a walk, and K-9 hadn't been for a walk in a while. And he's been for a walk now several times since then. Um, and, you know, just – well – you could tell he's really tired because, you know, he's like 15 years old and he's just and taking him for a walk. He's excited about it, but then he gets tired. And, and you have hills. Like, You're not exactly on yeah. flat land. Well, we go down this way, which is a little flatter, and just go around a block. But by the time we get home, and it's a short trip, by the time we get home, he's still like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I got to join the gym. <laughs> Personal trainer. Um, uh, but anyway, what the hell was I going to say? His life has improved and we took him for a while. I don't remember what the hell I was going to say. Something and about, he's going to get a bite. Oh, 24 hours later, we took him, we were on a walk for it with him. And, uh, that was the time when I broke the seal and I was like, all right, Spanky's been dead for a day. Actually, I thought it was only 12 hours. Again, I work at night, so it was <laughs> fucked up. I was like, well, it's been 12 hours. So now it's time to talk about getting another dog. And Deanna's like, it has, it's been 24 hours. I was like, no, I think it's been 12. Wait a minute. And so then she starts doing the hour math. And I was like, all right, it's been 12 hours, 24 hours. <laughs> Let's talk about getting a new dog. Um, so we've put the feelers out to her friends. And that day, then she started looking at her website and like, what the hell are you doing? She's like, well, you know, it's just a website. It's not the same thing. I'm like, you're, yeah, it is. You're, that's going to fuck you up. <laughs> um, and sure enough, a little while later, she was crying. And then last night, one of her friends sent her a message. There was a, a male, male, I think a male Chihuahua, two years old or something, male Beagle, or something. I don't know. It, as soon as she said male, I said no. Um, and, oh, and it was in foster care. And Deanna was just like, you know, looking at me sad, and I was like, it's in foster care. It ain't gonna die. No, we're not getting oh, a boy. So I don't want another boy. Not on death row. Um, and then there was. Uh, uh, puppy chihuahuas or something that was mentioned. And these like, they're weeks old. They're in one of her friends who runs, works at a pound. Um, they're weeks old and they actually won't be ready for another four weeks. That's how small they are. So I was like, well, I don't know. I don't really want a puppy. Neither one of us want a puppy because we don't want to go through all the puppy stages of peeing and pissing and they need a lot of attention. And we're then gone at work. I don't really feel it's fair for that small of a puppy. Plus, there's a ton of people who will take a puppy. Absolutely. Everyone already, wants a yeah, puppy. Everybody wants a puppy. Um, but then it's still sort of tempting to get that, you know, five-week-old, six-week-old puppy. Because they're just so cute. Well, not, not so much just so cute, but then you can raise them. Mm. You know everything that has happened in their life. There is no, like, uh, canine, I'm sure. You, if you just barely smack, if you flick canine on the head, he'll cry. 
canine was beat at some point in the first two years that the dog has been abused and it's still inside of them. So um, you would never have that with a puppy. So that's kind of tempting, but we're still several weeks. I don't weeks know. Zona is always skittish. She's afraid of a lot of stuff. If you smack Zona on the nose, will she cry? No, she won't cry. Though. If you smack canine on the nose, he'll cry. He'll yelp. So canine will yelp sometimes just brushing him because pulling out the hair. Canine, a flea will bite him and he will spring up and yelp. You'll hear him. <laughs> I have the fucking dog. There are plenty of things, like I say, brushing that you can do to him. Um, just trying to grab him or grabbing him by the collar to lead him somewhere, he'll yelp. And that's another thing is I'm pretty Lily's sure pretty bad about that. When you, when you put him on a leash and lead him somewhere, it's okay. But if you grab his collar, trying to lead him, you have to do it very gently. If you sort of, if you tug on him at all, he'll cry. Lily's like that. Lily will whine and all that. So it, that it leads me to believe that his previous owners would grab him by the collar and beat the shit out of him. So he's thinking that that's, he still thinks that that's, what's going to happen anyway. Um, then she came up, she was like, there's a seven year old beagle that is going to be euthanized this week. And I looked at her and I was like, sucks for him. Indiana's all sad. And I'm just like, fuck you. I'm not getting a seven year old dog. Damn it. Don't, don't fucking do this. Don't, we're not saving everyone. I mean, we give to the ASPCA. They're on our checks. We support it. We'll save one, but you know, save them on our terms. We're not going to have a house filled. We're not going to have a house like fucking yours with nine (laughs) dogs in it that, you know, you fucking tap on the front door and they're all barking and yell. Oh, Jesus. Christ. They're not like that anymore. Cause Tinkle was the one that started. Tinkle was, yeah. yeah. Tinkle was uh, a Ebony barks, uh, but it's just cause she's, I don't know, deaf and wants to make sure she's heard. <laughs> I mean, really it's, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> over here, over here, over here. <laughs> here. But it was Tinkle who would, you know, ram the, the door. And <laughs> so now when there's a knock at the door, they don't bark. Nope. Well, because Ebony doesn't hear it. Right. <laughs> and the other dogs, you know, Lily doesn't make any noise. Lily never barks? Very rarely. And what about she'll, Zona? Uh, she'll bark. She barks. She barks at squirrels and stuff like that in the backyard. Mm. She doesn't really bark at the door. Canine and Spanky, when they heard the doorbell, would always bark. But they didn't, not like your, your house. They would be at the door because they knew that someone was coming, but they didn't attack them. They were never, they, we trained them, uh, which I like, and I'll probably try to train the other dog. You train them how to speak. Then you train the speak command to the doorbell or to the knocking. So whenever that happens, if we didn't hear the doorbell, you knew the dog was barking. You knew someone was home. Um, and But our dogs weren't like, oh, my God, someone's coming through the door. We must attack them like your <laughs> dogs are or were. Uh, and then you have, that, you have to get through the gauntlet to get inside your house. <laughs> Well, Lily's still going to be there and sniff your butt every single time. But. Yeah, I don't mind that. I mean, you know, Lily Lily gets very intimate. Um, <laughs> You're right up in there. Yeah, but that's okay. Uh, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just being a dog. She's a dog. Um, I just don't want to get bit. I don't like now, like I say, Ebony uh, tried biting me or, or bit my shorts or whatever yeah, last kinda, time. Yeah, she's not being a vicious bite. It's just, yeah, look at me down here. Hello. Yeah, that doesn't work well with little kids, though. Good. <laughs> Good. You don't so I, got, I got no problems with that. No, totally. Any little kids. Um, Stay away from my house. Yeah. Uh, what the hell? What else? Um, I don't know. I know. Pretty exciting podcast so far, though. I'm yeah, pretty, I'm pretty, pretty much. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Really I don't think it's our down. worst. <laughs> I don't think it's our worst podcast. We're 52 minutes in. Uh, so we either talk about something for eight minutes. We probably shouldn't start a huge conversation like about the Boston bomber or anything like that. Uh, probably not. Although I don't know how long that would take anyway to talk about that. Well, being we're so schooled on everything about it, 
I'm yeah, not schooled. Be. I'm exactly. not schooled on anything <laughs> that happens ever anywhere. Uh, I, I, when I left to go to work each night, I would listen to uh, AM news. So I would get the uh, 10 minute KNX 1070 exactly. news radio, a, a 10 minute wrap up of the day. Um, whatever had happened that was important that day, but in traffic on the eights, the, uh, the Boston bombing, no traffic on the fives. Oh, the fives. <laughs> uh, the Boston bombing, uh, I read about it on Facebook and you know, I, I didn't even really, well, I, I shouldn't, I didn't at all look up anything on it. Um, like my bomb went off in Boston in a marathon. Okay. Or two bombs went off in Boston in a marathon. All right. So, okay. We'll move on. I mean, that's pretty fucked up in that, like, I'm in a stage where I'm conditioned to just shrug. I can only imagine what it's like to live in Afghanistan, you know, to be the innocent people. Well, if you're going to work, I'm going to make it home from work. But even that, I mean, you, you're driving to work and something else blows up and you just keep driving to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, so, yeah you go to a shopping center and someone blows up their car and kills a bunch of people. It's part of our day. I couldn't imagine that. Um, I would not like I couldn't that. imagine that here either, but... Uh, I, I mean, I like feeling safe. I knew, so do I, uh, and Boston is too far away. And also Boston's a place that I don't really care about because you know, it's Boston. <laughs> it's not California. <laughs> They're Boston strong. Right. <laughs> Somebody um, look at their R's back. Uh, although, you know, we got Ben Affleck is from the area and so is Matt Damon and, you know, so they, they do. And we've got, uh, the new Yankee workshop and this old house are all from that area. Um, and I watch a lot of this old house. So Boston, I guess is kind of important to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, it was one of those things that I just didn't, I was like, whatever. All right. So it was either an accident or it was another dumb American or I didn't really think it was a terrorist attack when I heard about it. Cause I mean the world trade center watching that and hearing about that, like that's fucking epic. Like those things were huge and just, mm. but a marathon I guess I probably initially just dismissed it as I don't think it's an attack. It's like, why would you attack a marathon? Like, it's just innocent people. The whole thing. It's right. Just innocent people. Like you want to take out a stadium, like some, an event. Yeah. Super Bowl or something like that. Well, even, well, Super I, Bowl. When I was talking to my kids, I'm like, you know, you want to do something? Do a high school graduation. Yeah, exactly. I you mean, would, you're, you're going to get the heart would, of America right, right there. Security is going to be really low. And oh, I don't even know why we're talking about that. <laughs> Because we had eight minutes. <laughs> Security is going to be very low. You're going to wipe out 3,000 people, all with hopeful stories. I mean, talk about an impact. Yeah. And whole families. Because yeah, you're going to have you entire. Know. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have multi generations going on in a graduation. You're absolutely right. You Hopefully, we have no terrorist there. fans well, that I, listen you, to our podcast. Maybe you are. I mean, you're coming up with that. That's like, I mean, that's a good idea. That's a good movie idea is to be like, well, let's just bomb any high school. It could be, it could be in somewhere that I just fucking never even heard of or care about, but you wipe out 3000 kids at a high school in absolutely middle America. And I'll just be like, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then they should have all of America pissed off. start showing all those uh, photos of those young, vibrant teenagers. And you know, the, beginning of their lives and you're just like oh mm-hmm. they t- and then all the stories you know joey was gonna go- join exactly. the marine corps you thought was sandy hook was marine. you know with those little young kids and stuff like that but you, yeah you start talking about kids who have the future who was you know he's already accepted into marines he was going into mit blah 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 all that stuff yeah sandy hook you can uh, you i mean you feel sorry that they're just such young little innocent kids but yeah there's no future to attach to it 
like his, you know, little Bobby could have grown up to be even a bigger terrorist. So we're glad that, you know, like that, uh, internet meme that goes around, um, uh, who would you kill and who would you save? And most people end up killing Einstein and saving Hitler. Um, it goes through. Have you ever seen that? I have not seen that one. No. It goes through and it's like, uh, it's more of a text thing. Um, I should just look it up. I'll have to edit out this part as I'm Googling. Do, 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 do. This is great. Good, good times. I'll just edit it. <laughs> I usually don't do much editing, but when there's crap, like, okay. All right. I, I edited out the last part of silence as I Googled. <laughs> it's an ethical question and a real example of e-humor as it appeared on the internet. Uh, I'm just reading straight off from here, so I don't know. I haven't pre-read this. Question one. If you knew a woman who was pregnant who had eight kids already, three who were deaf, two who were blind, one mentally retarded, and she had syphilis, would you recommend that she have an abortion? I would, yes. Okay. Question two. It is time to elect a new world leader, and only your vote counts. Here are the facts about the three leading candidates. Candidate A associates with crooked politicians and consults with astrologists. He has two mistresses. He also chain smokes and drinks eight to ten martinis a day. Candidate B, he was kicked out of office twice, sleeps until noon, used opium in college, and drinks a quart of whiskey every evening. Candidate C, he is a decorated war hero. He's a vegetarian, doesn't smoke, drinks an occasional beer, and never cheated on his wife. Which of these three candidates would be your choice? No. With those facts, I'd probably pick C. All right. Candidate A is Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Candidate B is Winston Churchill. And candidate C is Adolf Hitler. And by the way, the answer to the abortion question, if you said yes, you just killed Beethoven. Okay. I'm good with <laughs> um, that. So <laughs> this is, uh, I don't know, it, for me, for us, it was actually so long since I bought, brought this question up, I don't remember why. <laughs> uh, what was I talking about? Uh, um, ethics, Hitler. who you would kill. We were H- talking Hitler about the and Boston Einstein, bombing. and who would you kill? Why do we care about the Boston bombing or something? like? Oh, the kids and like what the kids would grow up yeah. to be. Um, so there you go. I mean, this kid, the, in this case, the kid grows up to be uh, Beethoven, not Einstein. I was wrong. Um, but yeah, killing high school kids. Uh, they, yeah, they're, they're at their graduation. They're done with high school, they're getting ready the, to move on to the next thing. The and, crest of their and lives. And you kill off not only them, their brothers and sisters, their moms, their dads, their grandparents. They horrible. You, you're like speaking with like <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'm, no. <laughs> now I understand that um, you don't you don't fully understand what it's like to love a child until you have one of your own. And you don't fully understand what it's like to hate a child until you have one of your own. <laughs> That's right. And you you do go to school in high school and have some 20, 30 children that you have to deal with of your own. So I guess I can see why you would be a little more passionate about wanting to kill high school kids. I don't want to kill anybody. Uh, but I, you know, when they talk about these bombings and stuff like that, you know, you talked about the the Boston thing. Mm-hmm. It's it sucks that it happened to a bunch of innocent people, and like you so, said, it happened in Boston, and we're moving on. Like right. it's like Sandy Hook. It happened. Oh, two weeks yeah. later, we're still talking about Sandy Hook. You know, three weeks later, the, it, this stuff still goes on about you know how sad it was. And, you know, the memory. I moved on from Sandy Hook too. I was like, oh, whatever. But you know, you do the you do the high school where you just wiped out families. You know, that's whole generations well, that you've just wiped out. Yeah. I think it's going to be more of a. Sandy, it's going to hit America. Sandy Hook happened, 
and people were like, we need to ban guns. And that's stupid. And okay. It is. I look, here's the weird thing. I, I believe that we should have the right to bear arms, but, um, I also don't really feel like we should freely be able to buy arms. Like you can a, a pack of gum. <laughs> like, well, and, I mean, and background checks, true, however, background checks and whatnot. Yeah, I also and, don't understand why we need to own, like, you're not allowed to own a bazooka. I don't think in any of the 50 states. So why are you allowed to or own an, an AK or an automatic or what? An Uzi you is, can't own an automatic. Okay, I don't. Well, I don't know. Aren't there some states that you can? No, there might. Well, because there, there used to be, be a uh, know, state of California red can't. jacket used to have a television show. Maybe they still do, uh, where they made custom weapons for different reasons. But what uh, an autom- an automatic weapon or an Uzi is used to disperse a crowd or level get people down on the ground. It's really not a weapon that is designed to go in and kill a bunch of people and wipe out a, a bunch of people. Um, because most people, I mean, if you start firing, most people on your front line, they do get hit, but your rear lines drop. And that's, you're you're trying to fucking scare them and, and get them out of your way. Uh, the SEAL Team 6 used them when entering the house. Uh, just clearing clearing the area, that's what it's for. You're not doing any hunting with an Uzi. No, you're not. Um, and all you're doing is using it on, any automatic weapon you're not using to fucking take any, to kill ducks like on Duck Dynasty to have for dinner. It's either just to blow shit up, have fun, or to literally to kill people. Same with like guns like AK-47 assault rifles. Um, you know, this is not the duck hunting weapon of choice. <laughs> this is not, <laughs> no? Um, it's more for deer, I think. So there's a lot of guns that I'm just like, I, I don't even know why they exist and are available for people to own. I mean, we have to draw the line somewhere, and the line... I think needs to be reined back from just bazookas and tanks that we're not allowed to own, but probably, you know, there's some guns that we shouldn't have. And they're trying to do that right now. They are. Uh, and they're trying to increase background checks and I don't really have a problem with that, but I don't, I don't understand the background check. So I have a background check, right. And I get a gun, right? Is it me that's shooting somebody? No, it's somebody who didn't do a background check. that got the gun illegally. So well, what, what is a background check really going to do? And that's the that's the fucked up thing with the Sandy Hook, right? The guns he used were his parents, who yeah, were his both, moms. Yeah. yeah, they were both educators, so the guns were obtained legally. So to try and connect gun restriction to Sandy Hook just seemed so crazy because it's not like the uh, trench coat mafia situation or whatever, where they were where they got guns from a gun show or somehow they went over state. Yeah, one of them got yeah. Went over Somewhere. state and went to a gun show where you didn't need a, a background check or whatever. But look, but even so, a background check probably would have been okay. In all fifty of our states, you have to pass a test to drive a car. Shouldn't you have to pass some sort of test and get some sort of background check and be healthy enough to own a gun? Well, yeah, but once again, it's it's not those people who are shooting. I think the logic is though is uh, someone can steal my car, but I lock my car, I protect my car, and I. I am responsible enough to try and keep it out of the hands of someone who I know is going to destroy my car or use it to destroy something else. Which is the same as a gun. Which is mostly the same as a gun, except there are too many times, and with cars as well, that we hear of people who were irresponsible with their gun, didn't keep it properly locked. Kids, I mean, every year. in the nightstand in case someone comes in the middle of the night. Every year there are still kids who get killed with guns. There's Um, one just recently that shot one kid shot another kid and i think one kid even shot a stepmom right i believe because of stupid fucking parents four years old five years old of course this goes 
for me, this goes back to you, you need a fucking permit to drive a car, but you don't need a permit to have a child, um, which is a world I, that, I, I, that I live in that, you know, all kids are either mandatorily put up for adoption or mandatorily aborted unless you've passed some sort of qualifying test that you can have this kid. I think that's a good idea. I'm, I'm with you on that. When and we, president. you know, what, what is it? We need, we need to create 126,000 jobs every month because of our population keeps growing that fast. Our fucking population. So we so. need to slow down our population for us, for America to survive. Yeah, under, under Vince's rule, we wipe out prisons. <laughs> we wipe out the mentally retarded and uh, the crazies. Anyway, <laughs> but what is crazy? Crazy is, uh, I I work in Hollywood and I went down and I'm at a red light or I'm at, yeah, I'm waiting at a red light to my left on the corner is a a bum that is clearly crazy. Hair is like, it looks like Einstein has, who hadn't taken a shower in two years. Um, my light turns green. He stepped off the curb and started walking across the street in front of me. I stopped. I waited. And I was like, and he looked at the lights. He was there long enough and he looked and he knew that he was going to head my way, but he waited until the light turned red for him to walk. I don't know if he wanted me to. He's pulling a spanky. He's like, it's yeah. time. Yeah. If he wanted me to run him over, just wanted an altercation with me. I, I don't know, but I just stood there. I just sat, parked. There were two cars behind me. As soon as he crossed in front of me, then when he was clearly out of the way, I went. That dude needs to be killed. That under my policy, apparently he was trying, <laughs> and my, you messed it up for him. But I'm not going to jail for it. <laughs> if I become president, then there's a new movie uh, coming out where uh, Ethan Hawke is in it. I think it's Ethan Hawke. Uh, there is a, a to handle population control. There is a 24 hour period where uh, no 12 laws. Hours. 12, 12 hours, no laws. Yeah, I, I told you. I think I podcast. I, I saw that movie many many months ago. Oh, that was the one that you went to the, the screening preview for. Preview screen. Did yeah. you like it? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I the, saw the trailer day. for it like a week ago. Yeah, uh, I forgot what the for what the, the name is. It's they attack now. the house, and then um, the kid lets someone into the house according let's, to the trailer. Yeah. and then there are other people looking for that person, hunting that person. Yeah, because it was their kill, and they all have these uh, like crazy um, masks from uh, the other the movie that I love that I can't even. Uh, the scream was the scream mask. No, I'm trying to remember now, which which ones? It's been such a long time. I do remember, you know, because they have security cameras. Ethan Hawke is, he's like the security guy who sold like the whole neighborhood. These because yeah, the, he's got this sophisticated security system. Yeah, because on that one night, if you don't want to go out and kill no. somebody, sorry, you totally just shut down your house. Um, yeah, you need to uh, you need to barricade up so you don't get killed, yeah. and then you don't go out to kill someone else. Uh, what's the movie that Liv Tyler was in? Uh, the horror movie that I love. Oh, it. Strangers. Strangers. Um, yeah, they're all wearing masks like strangers. Yeah. It um, was. I, I did like it. the The idea is interesting of it. It's fan. Yeah. Well, it's a one room stage play. It all happens oh, in that it, house. Yeah, it yeah. does. Um, so that I was immediately intrigued by that and the idea of that one day with no. Is it for population control? Um, no, it's like if it, it stopped all crime. Like it's a new government. The United, still the United States of America, but it's a new government. And the way they stop crime is you have this 12 hour window to kill whoever it is. You, you know, if your boss pisses you off, that's kind of dumb. You can, you can kill them. You can come up, but crime has gone totally downhill. Why would crime go down? Because anybody who had money that you would really want to kill would have the money to buy the equipment to barricade themselves up. So you still don't get to kill them, but you can try. And if you succeed, 
you win. You you've won. I don't know. Uh, well, all right, whatever. The movie looks interesting, so I'm it is. I, it. I I did enjoy um, it. I thought it was pretty interesting. Interesting but, um, concept. I have no idea. How the fuck did we get here from the Boston bombing? <laughs> I don't know. Now we're like an hour twenty. Uh, well, yeah, that section of me searching is going to get cut out though. So it's about an hour. I don't know. I don't know if we've not made any, if we have not wrapped up any of our points. We probably haven't. We probably haven't. There's probably some loose ends. Oh, well, if there are loose ends, feel free to leave those on. That's right. Ask us the questions about why did you say that about this? Yeah. Why are you guys fucking crazy? Are you really, are you a terrorist cell? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm Vince Roca. Uh, I'm Michael Hutchinson. Comments, suggestions, you know the drill. If you don't, whatever. <laughs> uh, more on the show, visit getconvinced.com.